Welcome back to End to End, episode number six. TV Joe and Flags are back here, boys. You guys catch that Red Wings game last night and the Bruins? The Bruins looked like absolute crap. Yeah, that was the first game all season that I thought the Bruins looked like dog shit. Robbie Fabry had an amazing debut. Yeah. Two goals, both power play. Um, he got traded earlier this week from the St. Louis Blues to the Detroit Red Wings for De La Rose. Former half, Jacob De La Rose, Joe. Waver man, De La Rose. <laughs> yeah, honestly, a pretty good debut for the Mississauga native, actually. That was that was insane. His two goals, on both on the power plays, on the number one unit. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool for Robbie Faber to get his first two goals with the Detroit Red Wings in his first game. Hopefully he can kind of turn his career around, man. He tore his ACL twice, I believe, on yeah. the same knee. And he played like... Something crazy, like 30 games in like two years or like even less probably. Mm -hmm. So like I think the Blues just kind of wanted to give him a fresh start because like he wasn't playing much in St. Louis. So doing this move with Detroit to kind of get an actual fourth line player because Fabry's not a fourth line player. Mm -hmm. kind I think it was more just to benefit Fabry. Like he obviously won a cup with them. So it should work out for Detroit. He's, probably, he's definitely going to be in the top six all year long. So we'll see how that goes. Stevie Y and his wondrous magic with these mm -hmm. trades. I th that's a great trade for the Detroit Red Wings, but we shall see as the season goes along because, like, Fabry, I mean, he's not known to get points because he hasn't played enough games, but he could definitely turn things around. He's a former first-round pick. So, yeah, hopefully he gets his career back on the road and without injuries because he's actually really good when he plays. So, yeah. The Red Wings have looked like shit, though, all season. I'd like to see them turn things around. <laughs> I don't think Their goal differential right now is the worst in the NHL by a lot. They're yeah. negative 31. Beautiful. That comes from team Jimmy defense. Howard. Like, their defense is not that good on paper anyways. That's true. Like, but their goalies, as Joe just mentioned, Jimmy Howard has to be better. But he's yeah, also, really like, 37. So. They don't really have, like, a, a true starter there. Like, they you know have Johnny I mean? Bernier, man. Come on. <laughs> Jonathan Bernier. Okay, but that's a 50-50 situation, and both goalies are dog shit. <laughs> yeah, they need to draft one very soon or trade yeah, for one. Not good in Detroit right now. Uh, you guys saw Big Z, Zdeno Chara, played in his 1500th NHL mm -hmm. game on Tuesday against the Canadians in Montreal. And I'm honestly surprised mm -hmm. he got, like, a... A, a, not a standing ovation, but like an ovation. Like they kind of clapped. They acknowledged the 1500 games because I think he's the sixth defenseman in, in NHL history to even reach that milestone. Yep. And he's the 21st player in all of NHL history to reach that milestone. So good job for Big Z. He's 42 years old. He's still playing like 20 minutes a night. Yep. He's still effective. Obviously, he's still the captain on that team. Um, he just gets the job done still, mentoring McAvoy and whatever. So, attaboy Chara, 1,500, and uh, just keep staying on that plant-based diet, man. <laughs> just keep eating those greens. Hats off to the Habs fans in that arena. That was unbelievable for them to do that. He's been a polarizing player in that organization when he always comes to the Bell Center. Everyone just loves to hate him. Um, he also kind of injured Max Pacioretty when he was on the Habs and that turn fans of the Montreal Canadiens uh, other ways, including you, Joe. Yes. But he came back there, and the fans obviously recognized him for this milestone, and I think that they did a great job with that. They didn't even have to acknowledge that. They didn't even have to do anything with that. They did, though. 
Uh, that's what the Montreal Canadiens uh, marketing team did. So congratulations to them. And yeah, congrats to Big Z on 1,500 games. Yeah, that was pretty neat, I thought, because Char has been a part of that Big Bad Bruins team that always bullied the Montreal Canadiens in the playoffs. I remember those rivalries were huge just five, six years ago. And before he played on the Bruins, he played on the Ottawa Senators, which is another one of the Montreal Canadiens' rivals. So that's pretty neat that Habs fans were cheering, appreciating that he's playing. he played his 1500th game. It's a lot of games. It's a lot. It's a lot for that body, that plant-based diet Joe just mentioned. Actually, I saw a montage earlier this week of Chara back when he was uh, not a rookie in the league, but a younger player in the league. He would seriously beat the shit out of some people. <laughs> like back when he was with the Islanders in the Sens, he got into yeah. some pretty serious, not serious fights, but he would just bully everyone. Uh, remember that so McCabe big. fight? Which he one? just absolutely threw McCabe. Just, he didn't even throw oh, That's all he would do. He wouldn't even punch. He would, yeah, just throw him to the ground. Just ragdoll him in the mid- midair. He went midair, Jake McCabe. Or Jake McCabe. Brian, Brian. McCabe. Yeah. Poor Brian messed him up so bad he scored in his own net. <laughs> yeah, against the Buffalo Sabres. Brian McCabe was a very gritty player. I love that. Yeah, good old ugly face, as the boys in Overdrive like to say. <laughs> we keep mentioning Overdrive. They're just so good. I don't know why. But did you? Uh... Never mind. Let's not. Talk yeah, about let's that. let's say let's save that for another. We're gonna conference. we're gonna save that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, moving on to another Bruins player in the news every damn week. Uh, David Pasternak is the first Bruins player to become first in the NHL to reach 30 points, 15 goals, 15 assists in a season. Uh, this has been a milestone since Bobby Orr did it back in 1974 when he had nine goals and 21 assists. Remember, as a defenseman in the NHL. So both Bruins players making history, one in 2019, the other one in 1974 with Bobby Orr. Yeah, that's actually, a beast. that's actually who my heart had is going to this week. That's a bit of a tease there, Spoiler but yeah, he's, alert. Yeah. He's, he's on my team, man. I got to like him. Like, this guy has been unreal all year. Dude, he's going to have like 20 goals by like the end of next week at this rate. <laughs> what the Honestly. Hell? <laughs> at this unreal. point, I think he's going to break Gretzky's record. Ooh. No, I don't know no way. There's no way. If he scores 92 goals, or 93, I think, to break the record, I would become a Bruins fan 100%. (laughs) I'd get his face tattooed on my cheek. Which one? You have to, man. This is on recording. The one on your face or the one on the other thing? The rear. Ah. Oh, the rear cheek. No, he's been unbelievable, (laughs) and I would know that. Yeah, he's had... I think he's on his 15th game. Or no, the last four he's played, he's scored. Or not scored in every single one. He's gotten a point in his last mm-hmm. 14 games played, which is pretty unbelievable. That doesn't happen too much in the NHL. Nope. All right. What else How we about got? those avalanche with those damn injuries, man? I was just going to talk about that. that. Oh, my God. They're not in a good situation right now. No. I mean, McKinnon, he left the game with an upper body injury. I, it's apparently not serious. But then if you look at their laundry list of injuries, Grubauer is day-to-day. Rantanen is week-to-week. Landis Gog's on the IR. Zadorov is day-to-day. And Wilson is day-to-day. I mean, that's like, first of all, that's your whole top line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which carried them true. last year. But even then, they still absolutely smacked around the Preds. 
and scored yep. six goals in eight minutes the other yep. night, which is bonkers. And like they just chased Rene. They made Soros look embarrassing. It was just like it was like a carnival out there. Six goals yeah, in eight minutes. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Before that game, they were on a six game losing skid. So right. That yeah. they were not looking good there. And they, they played some pretty shitty teams mm-hmm. too, like the Stars, the Coyotes. They played the Stars twice actually in that span of games. Panthers, the Ducks. Not top teams in the NHL and they got beat by all of them. Yeah, they won nine four on Thursday night, so that helps. Six unanswered goals. Unbelievable. Like I just kept getting notification and notification on my phone. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Like I'm versing the guy with Pecorini, so I was absolutely happy about that. But pff, McKinnon and the guy I have as McKinnon as well. So that injury, if it's not serious, I don't think, but that gave a big scare to the Colorado Avalanche fan base and as well as the NHL fan base because when you have Ranton and McKinnon and Landeskog, two dynam- three dynamic stars in this league out with injuries, that's not good for the Colorado Avalanche as well as the marketing team in the NHL. Like, that's just... I don't. I can't believe their whole first line is injured. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's it's unfortunate not good. They're probably thanking... God, that they traded for Kadri to at least have a half right. decent center to yeah. throw out there. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> holy smokes! First line: Donskoy, Kadri, and uh, Andre Burakovsky. How do you think about that? Uh, that's a second line, is what I think about that. Yeah, right. So, I mean, hopefully McKinnon plays. I think they play tonight, so hopefully he's back in the lineup. And uh, yeah, we'll see about his health. I don't think it's serious, but again. When you have a player like that injured, it's not good for your fan base. All right, let's switch over to the hard hat award winner since Flager already mentioned his. We'll start off with Thomas. All right, my hard hat winner of the week is going to be Patrick Taxicab Kane. Uh, this guy has two goals, five assists in the last seven days, one power play goal, two power play assists, two game-winning goals, and 11 shots on goal. Uh, Patrick Kane is currently on a four-game point streak and is the heart of the Blackhawks thus far this season. He hasn't had a great start to the season, but in the last seven days, he's definitely stepped up as a player for the Blackhawks. They're going to need him to step it up if they want to make a, I don't know, make a boost in their standings, in their point standings uh, during the year. But Patrick Kane obviously needs to be an integral part to their winning strategy for the Blackhawks. He's also my favorite player, so that's why I gave it to him. But I gotta say, I gotta give credit to another guy in the NHL, David Riddick, who's been unbelievable. He's three and zero this week. But I picked Patrick Kane for the hard out award. We'll move on to Flager. Yeah, you know what? I was actually debating if I should pick Riddick for my hard hat this week, but then I realized there's this kid that's tearing up the NHL right now, and his name is David Pasternak. In the last seven days, he has three goals, four assists, and four games, and four of those points came on power play. Uh, two of those games were multi-point games. And after going pointless in his first two games of the NHL season with the Boston Bruins, he now has a point in his last 14 straight games played. He's been tearing up the league this year. Um, he's number one in most fantasy leagues uh, across the world. And obviously we mentioned before that he was the first Bruins player to be- become or to reach 30 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a season since Bobby Bobby Orr back in 1974. So that's pretty legendary right there. 
So my hard hat, David Pasternak. So my hard hat is not someone who I would have originally picked, but one of the listeners of this podcast and my good friend, who <laughs> I will not mention his name because I don't know if he wants me to, he, he, he noted out to me because he, he's a Leafs fan, but he currently lives in Ottawa for school. Mm-hmm. And he listens to the Ottawa radio, obviously. So he noted to me that John Gabriel Pajot is leading the entire NHL in Flager's favorite stat plus minus on the Ottawa Senators, which I find like crazy. But yeah. like he also yeah, had a good is... week himself. Yeah, it is crazy. But he had a good week himself as well. He's had four goals, one assist for five points in the last five games, including one shorthanded goal against the Rangers, I believe. So. It's not like I'm just picking him because of that stat, but like he actually had a pretty good week for playing mm-hmm. on such a bad team. Yep. And who knows if he's going to get re-signed by Ottawa or if he's going to get traded at the deadline as a third or fourth line center. So we'll see with that. But like Pajot had a good week. And I got to shout out him because one of the fans of the podcast wanted me to. Yeah. Yeah, that's I actually saw that he had four goals in the last week, and that's pretty impressive. I did not know that he's leading the league in plus minus right now. That's impressive. Yeah, what is this? Especially plus on the auto Senators. Team. I honestly don't know, but as of I don't know what it is right now. I'll look right now. Okay, yeah, look right now. But I just want to get your thoughts on uh, there has been trade news for Jean Gabriel Pajot in like the last couple of days since he's been doing so good. I just want to know if you guys can tell me what kind of return Ottawa's expecting to get on this player. If you can tell me that, he well, is plus fifteen right now. Sorry. Okay, yeah, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> so the return, if the if he keeps like playing well like right. this, I could see probably I don't know a second or third round pick and a prospect or a third and a really a okay prospect or a fourth and an okay prospect. I think they're probably gonna go for the pick more. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they were to do that, it would probably be, like, a, a second or a third straight up, maybe. So, I'm not sure. Because, like, he was hurt most of last year. Right. But he is a pretty decent player if he's healthy. And, like, he hasn't been on a good team in a while. So, I'm not mm-hmm. sure what he would do with other teams. It's kind of hard for what his value would be. You're saying what he... Sorry, you're saying um, the Suns should expect more than one pick for him? No, no, no. Just a second or third? So, so like a second or a third or like a fourth and like a, a, sh- like a shitty prospect or something. I'm not yeah, sure. I can see that. Yeah. He's been in like the that. league for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was drafted in like 2011, I think, in the fourth round. And he's been on the Sens his whole career. Right. The last two seasons, or last three seasons, actually. No, two seasons. He's been injured, suffering from injuries. Right. Uh, I don't know, like... I could, I kind of agree with Joe a little bit. I could see them getting maybe a third round pick for him, maybe, if he continues to to play well and if he keeps that plus minus up, especially. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason why I asked you, I posed that question to both of you, is because in the news recently, I don't know what insider was traded. I want to say it's Bruce Garriott, but um, they he tweeted out that they could be expecting a first round pick from John. No. <laughs> No, Pajot's yeah, okay. second line center on the Ottawa Senators. He's not right. even he's not even a first line center on the worst team in the NHL. Like, yeah, I'm not even disagreeing with you, but 
again, we've seen stupider GMs at the deadline. They get very, sure. um, what's the word? I guess very desperate for players that they're needing. And if a player goes down with injury on their team and they're trying to make a run for the Stanley Cup, we've seen very desperate GMs. Remember Martin Hansel a few years ago, a first, a second, and a third for Marty Hansel. Oh my god! Remember. And he didn't resign. Even that was the same thing with Tatar. They gave up a, Vegas, gave up a first, second, and a third to get him. He did right. nothing yeah. on their cup run, and then they shipped him to Montreal as an add-in for yeah. Patrady. So, <laughs> what Bruce Garriott tweeted? It's not stupid because again, GMs can be stupid in that sense. But again, I would probably agree with you guys. Second round pick and a prospect at most for Jean Gabriel Pajot. He does the job every night. He's a very good depth player in your lineup if you want to get on to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, I really like John Gabriel Pajot as a player. So I remember a couple of years ago, he scored four goals in one playoff game versus the Rangers. That was pretty cool. Yep. And they obviously were a tire fire the next season. So, yeah, that's enough Ottawa Senators news for now. I was going to say, maybe like Peter Shirelli was one of the guys <laughs> who asked about that. I'm not sure. All right, let's go to the Golden Plunger. Flush that toilet for me. All right, Thomas, who's your golden plunger of the week? I don't even know if I would call this guy for the week. I would call him for the season. For Corey like Schneider, seasons, the biggest flush in the NHL, besides me on Lucic last week, is for me. He gets the golden plunger this week, even though it should be for the season. He's recorded no wins this season for the Devils. He's led in 26 goals this season thus far and has ranked 1,000. 918 in our fantasy league that is atrocious especially because last year he was doing bad he's starting off even worse this year with zero wins again i don't know what is going on with Corey schneider maybe it's something in his personal life maybe it's something in his game maybe it's an injury but this is bad like six million dollar goaltender he has a year left on his contract i do believe they, I think they found their starting goalie. Mackenzie Blackwood is now the starting goalie because this guy is just not getting any better. He has zero wins, man. Like You can't possibly trust this guy to be your starter every night. Mackenzie Blackwood, I think, is going to be the starter for the rest of the year. I don't know what you do with him. I think you just let him go Let him go at the end of the season. You can't trade this guy. What, what pick or prospect are you going to get from a team for Corey Schneider? He is an AHL goalie by the numbers. He's brutal. And with his they contract too. Well, his contract is pretty hefty too. No team would ever want to pick that up. That's what I'm saying. So, I would have bought this guy out years ago, man. He has like literally like less than 20 wins in the last three years. Yeah, AHL stats. Like it's. Oh my god! Like I would have bought this guy out after last year. Uh, just just bite the sure. bullet. Like the guy's useless. He loses them games. They lost seven six this week. And he faced, I believe, like 20 shots. Yeah, you're, you're correct about that one. Like, wh- what? And he also lost yeah, last night 4 nothing to the Edmonton Oilers. No goal support, but four goals to the Edmonton Oilers, where Leon Dreisaitl and McDavid combined for, I think, one, two, one, one or two points each. So mm-hmm. not many points from them. But still, man, like this guy, <laughs> he terrible. just needs... Yeah. And he has actually two more years on his contract. So Okay, just buy, buy him out, man. <laughs> Get him out of there. Anyways, we'll move on to another Golden Plunger Award winner this week. Flager, you're up next. Yeah, people uh, might be disappointed with this one, but it's going to 
one of the best players to ever play the game, Sidney Crosby, because he has no points in the last seven days, which he played three games. And during those three games, the only stats he's put up are 10 shots on goals, on, on goal, two hits, and a faceoff winning percentage of 50.8%, which is not very good for Sidney Crosby especially. Man, the Pittsburgh Penguins this year, they, I don't know, they're stars to me. They haven't been looking great. I don't know if you guys would agree with me. Uh, especially Crosby this past week has done yep. absolutely nothing. And the Penguins, I'm pretty sure they, they played some pretty shitty teams too. It's not like they were playing anyone good. Oh, actually, no. I lied about that one. I just looked at who they played. They played the Oilers, the Bruins, the Islanders. Um, <laughs> so a little bit more uh, breathing room there. But, yeah, Crosby is getting my golden plunger this week. Yep. He's not been looking too good. <laughs> this week especially. Uh, but the Penguins also beat the New York Islanders, who had a 9- or 10-game winning streak. So good for them there. Brian Rust has been very hot for the Penguins since returning with injury. But again, yeah, Sidney Crosby hasn't been doing this week for the Penguins. Uh, they currently sit third in the Metropolitan Division, which, which is not bad for the Penguins. But a lot of injuries to start off the year. Crosby obviously hasn't been good this week. And I was actually very surprised that he hasn't got a point this week, including, I think, in two wins for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. But yeah, Sidney Crosby's on the golden plunger. Move on to Joe. I just want to touch on the Crosby thing. The Penguins were ravaged by injuries so early in the year, and like all those guys, sure. and then Crosby like went off when those guys are injured. But like when everyone, I feel like this is like a trend in him and Malkin's career. It's like whenever one <laughs> of those guys goes down, like say like then Crosby goes up. down, or Malkin plays unreal, and then when they're both there, it's kind of like they're like they're not super superstar level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you I mean. I get what you're saying. And yeah, you're look, right like about they, that. Yeah, they elevate themselves so much. Then, like, when both of them are playing, they're kind of, like, they're obviously amazing. But, like, they're not, like, out of this world. Like, if, so I feel like every time, it's like they got healthy. Then Crosby's, like, did nothing. But then when Malkin and, like, the Tang were hurt or something, he had, like, seven points in, like, three games or something like that. But, Tanger's also down with injury again, too. Yeah. <laughs> what else is new? Yeah, Mr. Glass. Yeah, all right. So then we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Uh, Biot's uh, teammate here, actually, P.K. Subban, who came over from the Nashville Predators to the New Jersey Devils in what he was supposed to be the number one defense on this team. He current he had zero points this week in the last three games. And like I mentioned, they <laughs> lost 7-6, and he had zero points in that game and was minus two or three. And he only has five points on the season, and he's getting paid $9 million a year. Like, I really liked Subban, but the last two years, like, <laughs> oh, my God. The guy cares more about Instagram than anything else. Vlogging. It's true. And it's vlogging. I saw yeah. his, he has a YouTube channel now. Yeah. Where he, he only has, like, two videos up, but he's been vlogging. I think he's more focused on social media media presence than he is his hockey yeah game. this guy fell apart man after like i think he was nominated for the norris like two years ago yeah after that like it's like gone down the drain like he's been terrible mm-hmm. the last two years and then weber's still producing so i'm happy <laughs> yeah. that's a, i knew you gonna mention weber at some point okay but anyways but like still five points yeah i know it's bad from the like he was supposed to be like 
the savior of the defense and he's done yeah. like nothing. Like, it's so true. That's actually a perfect way to put it. He was. He was brought in to like completely that uh, New Jersey Devils blue line and he hasn't mm-hmm. done shit. I know. That's what I mean. Like, You know what's bad. crazy to me too? I don't know if, if you guys follow him on Instagram, but he posts, well, in the offseason at least, he was posting daily videos yeah. of him doing like yes. leg workouts or like squatting and, and benching or whatever. And like multiple a day, and he was. It looked like he was working very hard off season two, and that hard work has not been paying off for him. I know, honestly, it's like done the reverse effect. I don't know what's going on with PK. Hopefully, he turns it around. He's on my fantasy team, and he's been a disappointment this year. So, yeah. right now, for our, one of our favorite segments, gotta ask our boy Jason Derulo. What you say? Thomas, would you like to uh, start us off here with uh, your what you say of the week? Yeah, first off, I just want to mention that Joe is doing an excellent job of just freaking stealing my job. Hey, you're on mute <laughs> yeah. every three seconds I know, here. But there's, a, there's a pipe noise in the background. I was on mute, so I had to go. I don't okay, want anyone man, I'm saving you. it. I'm saving it. Yeah, no, you're doing a great job as being the intern host for the awards section of our episode. But yeah, my what you say is... Actually, two what you say is this week is surrounding the big coach, Mike Babcock. Yes. Just got his 700th win in the National Hockey League for the Toronto Maple Leafs on Thursday night versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Yes, Mike Babcock, big Mike Babcock has been in the news this past week. Guesting on Overdrive saying funny quotes and now in front of the scrum at the press conference saying a funny quote about attending a TFC game and trying their unfriggin' believable Italian sausage. So this is Mike Babcock on his the, on his experience at the TFC game trying his Italian sausage. You ever been to the TFC game and had an Italian sausage there? They're unfriggin' believable, unbelievable. What's going on? <laughs> we'll hear Mike Babcock and Joe's <laughs> what you say of the week. It's it's pretty funny. So keep Joe, going, just keep go going. next. Just go yeah. next. Okay, I'll just go next. I'll just segment, man. So, Big Mikey was on Overdrive, our favorite uh, radio show here in Toronto, sports radio show. And they were having some phone troubles with, with Mike. And it happened twice on, this, on the same line. So, I'll just, take it, I'll just let uh, Mr. Mike Babcock take it away here. For you guys, when Hyman comes off the IR, which should, should be happy. You got us, Mike? Hello? Hello. We can hear you. Okay, I don't I got know. You, you sure, got okay. us? Okay. Uh, when Hyman comes off the IR, you guys are going to be dealing yeah, with a lot of... Hello? Yeah, okay. Put him on hold there, Graps, and we'll see if we can, we can get him back. You gave us the Brucey. <laughs> we got our Bruce Boudreaux here from Mike Babcock. That's awesome. That was about uh, five hellos, too. I know, buddy. An, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't take this seriously, man. Oh, my God. That, like... It's because we're so big fans of the show, and the host, Brian Hayes, hates it. When the lines cut off, it just oh my god! Well, hello, the, hello, hello. I can't hear these guys. Just, hello, just adds to their what is it called? Their drop uh, things. Their drop, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that just keep that's gonna be in Sound Wars at the end of the year for sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry for like we're we'll move on to you. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty funny stuff. Um, so my quote of the week is going to Kale McCarr. Because apparently he's a pretty boring guy. He was asked in the middle of an interview on the Colorado Avalanche YouTube channel. Um, 
what his his hobbies were outside of the game of hockey and here's what he said i'm pretty boring i don't do much i like golfing i don't know if you can even do that during the season but um i don't know i watch tv shows i'm a big office guy the office um other than that honestly nothing i i'm really boring I, maybe read that's a good question i'm boring so that's all i got yeah i actually watched that whole episode of that youtube video and that it, he has a small apartment. Super small, man. It's like, small. It's a shoebox. My yeah. my bedroom is almost bigger than his apartment. <laughs> and he has That's like, horrible. he doesn't even have a TV in his actual room. It's just on his in his living room, if you were to call it a living room. Yeah. For a rookie, I mean, man, he should be what staying with. What are you doing, cheap? Like, oh, he's still getting like nine hundred k. I don't know. You know what I cheap don't understand McCarty. about that whole interview or whatever that the Avalanche did What's for that? those of. Those people listening, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, in this interview, went to Kale McCarr's house, his mm-hmm. apartment, and uh, he just gave him a quick tour of the whole apartment. But he literally moved in three days before they did this interview where they and this house tour or whatever. Yeah. So there was absolutely nothing in his apartment other than yeah. like a toaster and his clothes. Like that was <laughs> and the it. schedule on the floor. That was yeah. <laughs> that was literally it. and his rented couch or whatever. Yeah, so I don't know like, what the point of that video was because he was not ready for it at all. Made him look like and an idiot. This, this inter- like that response, I, I don't know. I'm a pretty boring guy. Like sometimes I read, but I'm a pretty boring guy. Like, that was <laughs> what? Priceless. <laughs> Hilarious. It's safe to say that guy will not be going on MTV Cribs anytime soon. No, no, he Definitely won't. Definitely not. He should go on, what are the Habzu? Shay something? Oh, oh, they do. God, it's like hard. my. I don't even know. It's like they, yeah, they do like house tours of the players. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that that's good. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Anyways, that was what you say, Jason Derulo. Thank you very much for sponsoring that segment. We will move on to Battle of the Buds. Flager, why don't you start us off with our weeks last week? Well, I actually won a week for once. It's been a while. <laughs> that's why I wanted uh, to, <laughs> wanted you to start it off. <laughs> I went two and one this week. I had the Islanders beating the Sens on November fifth. They won. The Leafs beating the Kings on November fifth as well. The Leafs won. And then I had the Canucks beating the Blackhawks two days ago on November seventh. Uh, and they unfortunately lost. That was a bit of an upset. Uh, and then Thomas, you went one and two. You take yep. it away. Yeah, I went one and two. Obviously, a losing record. Don't like that. Uh, the Senators beat the New York Rangers, who I picked. They absolutely got blown to shreds. I think the game was like six or. 5-2 in that one. Then I picked the Capitals of the Panthers. They won that game in overtime. And then I picked, <laughs> last night, the Bruins over the Red Wings, who the Red Wings upset last night, thanks to yeah, Robbie Fabry. I believe that. All right, I also went 1-2 this week. I had the Predators at the Wings on November 4th. The Preds won that one. And I'm a little bit salty with the last two picks <laughs> because they both went to overtime and they both lost. So I had the Canucks beating the Blues at home. They lost in overtime. To a three on O. Yeah, how did they lose? I was gonna mention that. Yeah, to a yeah. three on O. Can we just talk the... about that after? After you finish up here. Yeah, and uh, and then I had the Canadians beating the Flyers in Philadelphia. They lost in overtime as well because Price let in a softie. But to be <laughs> fair, he kept them in all game long. Like they were lucky to get a point that game. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even that mad that they lost. But like still, two. I could have went three and O possibly. So yep. I was a little bit salty about that. Yeah, that's a heartbreaker for you. Let's talk about that. Canucks team letting up a three on zero in overtime. How the hell does that even happen? A three on zero. 
Man, St. Louis, I don't even know who's on the ice for St. Louis. If they missed that first shot, if that <laughs> if Markstrom stopped that puck, they could have had like three, four hacks at that and easily scored, even if they didn't score on the first try. Like Schwartz, that, that's Shen, Petrangelo. Yeah, it's basically their best players. So like I assume they would get the job done out there. Well, like, eventually, when you have that yeah. much time on a three I don't like, know who hit who at the other end of the ice behind Jordan Bennington. I think it was Horvat and Myers. I'm not too sure, but a three on O in three on three overtime. It was like a three on O from the red line in. Like it was like half like, ice. Yeah. <laughs> the math doesn't work out like that. Like you just don't have a three on O in three on three overtime. Yeah. Crazy ending. Markstrom was. Mark, I don't blame Markstrom for he not even pissed. saving that. Like, dude, it's a three. I on would be o. pissed if I was the goalie. He was pissed. He was. I would be. I'd be like, what the hell, man? Yeah, he bashed his stick on the post. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah. All right. You know what that means? All the scores we we just added up, we're all tied. Eight and seven is all three of us. Oh, yeah. So we'll go with Flager to name his games off, then me, and then Joe. Yep. So starting us off, I got the Bruins beating the Flyers at home on November 10th. The St. Louis Blues beating the Coyotes on November 12th. And then the Washington Capitals beating the Montreal Canadiens on November 15th. My games, I got the Montreal Canadiens host to the Columbus Blue Jackets. I have Montreal winning this one on November 12th. I have Vegas hosting Chicago. Vegas winning this one on November 13th. And then Vancouver hosting Dallas on November 14th. And I'm picking Vancouver in that one. So tonight is Kings at Montreal. At It's in Montreal, so I'm going to pick Montreal tonight because the Kings are brutal. Uh, the Flyers at the Bruins tomorrow night. I'm going to pick the Bruins in that one because the Flyers will be on a back-to-back and they have to travel. And I think the Bruins will bounce back after that embarrassing loss last night to the Red Wings. <laughs> and then I have the Sharks at Anaheim. I'm going to pick the Sharks in that one. A little bit of some SoCal action. That's mm-hmm. on November 14th. And I got the Sharks in that one. Good stuff. This is uh, our records are not very good, eh? Like no, we're just no. above above five hundred, which is good that we're above five hundred. But last year, Thomas, when you and I were doing Battle of the Buzz, just us two, I'm pretty sure like after the first three four weeks, like we only had maybe two three losses each. Like we were yeah. doing very well. Because I think we just picked against the Ottawa Senators most of the time. But that's true. Yeah, that is true. But again, like Joe mentioned last week, I keep remembering this in my back of my head when picking games now. When you pick the bad teams, it's going to ending up biting you in the ass, and that's what happened to me this week. It I did. picked the freaking Bruins to beat the Red Wings, and the Red Wings beat the Bruins. So now I'm kind of just going to gonna pick neutral in a sense. Like, I mean, not really, but try yeah. and pick closer opponents than the Red Wings and the Bruins, and then the Senators and the Rangers. And so you have to look at the schedule too. Yeah, back to backs. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, I've been looking for like back to back relieves and like just back to backs, Mm -hmm. Um, like home teams that are coming off a loss if they've had like some rest. Sometimes that that works too. The home team will usually win. Yeah, that's why we call it. They're a decent team. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Battle of the buds. It's been good, man. All of us are tied. This is week six now. Episode six. It's yep. been good. Yep. We're getting going in the NHL season. So uh, if you guys want to wrap things up or talk about a few other stuff, I don't mind. Uh, whatever you guys want. 
All right, so we have tons of college and NFL content on the breakdown, especially this today. Actually, is Bama and LSU massive, mm-hmm. massive game in college football today. So we have some picks and some, I believe, a an article predicting, like just analyzing the game. That's out today, I believe. But we have tons of content for that. Um, we're gonna start ramping up the NHL content a little bit more. Uh, there haven't been doing too much because of so much football that's going on. That's doing well for us. So we're gonna start ramping up the NHL content in the next few weeks. So look out for that, and then just follow us on Twitter at the underscore breakdown and IG at the underscore breakdown. Yeah, I don't really have much to say, but we definitely will gonna move on with NHL content. Uh, I actually haven't been writing very much for NHL. I've been doing more NFL the last few weeks, uh, but I'm going to start writing more NHL. Uh, but you're the head of NHL now, Flager. Yeah, Just mention that. I know. I did get the promotion. I was head of fantasy sports and daily fantasy sports before, uh, but we decided to get rid of that whole division because we just tied in all fantasy content under the desired sport that it relates to. Um, but yeah, I just took over NHL, which doesn't really mean anything because I'll still be doing, I'll still be on the podcast. I'll still be writing content. Like it's not really that big of a deal at all. <laughs> just yeah. brushing off. <laughs> uh, that's it from you guys. Yep. That's it. Yeah. I don't really have much to say this week. All right. Uh, the global series is currently happening between the Buffalo Sabres and the Tampa Bay Lightning, but the global series next year in 2020 has been announced. The Boston Bruins and Nashville Predators, and the Colorado Avalanche and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Boston and Colorado will be playing in Czech Republic in their sixth regular season of that uh, season. And then the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Nashville Predators will be squaring off in Helsinki, Finland. So uh, news there from the Global Series in 2020. And then another game tonight between the uh, Lightning and the Buffalo Sabres. That is today at 1 or 2 p.m., but nighttime in Europe. So... Looking forward to that. Uh, Alex Steen's out for four weeks with a high ankle sprain, gruesome injury. It's like the Ranton one in Colorado. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not very good injuries around the NHL. And obviously, we mentioned the Avs have a lot of injuries as well, but hopefully they can get healthy. Anyways, I always end with the point leaders at the end of the episode. Pasternak is still leading the NHL with 31 points this week. Uh, goal scoring leader is David Pasternak with 15 goals this week or this season. And then the wins leader is finally changed. It's my boy, Freddie Anderson, with nine wins. It's because he plays all the games, and he gets all the wins because Michael Hutchinson can't get a win for his life. But Freddie Anderson is in the lead for the wins column. This has been episode six of N10. Check us out at the Breakdown Sports and listen weekly to the podcast. TV Joe and Flags are out of here. We will chat with you guys next week.